Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. It's the Friday edition. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Friday, July 28th. 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Rick Ross, Tiffany Haddish, Jerry Seinfeld, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're not the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Or not. M2. Or not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1 again. That's 347-637-2656 And press the number one Also like us on Facebook Just go to www.facebook.com Forward slash That's Entertainment Radio And follow us on Twitter At That's Entertained One That's T-H-A-T-S Entertained and the number one You can also follow me on Twitter At Stiletto 14 Stiletto like the shoe S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O And the number 14 And most importantly Follow me on Instagram Go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy, 82 degrees. And before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone line via your computer, your phone, smartphone. Thank you for joining me here on this Friday afternoon. Uh, how is everybody doing today? It's Friday. You know, the weekend is here. How many of us are looking forward to the weekend? Also, shout out to all my friends and family that are currently on summer vacation. You know, it's nice to get away for a while, you know. Um, a lot of my friends are either in Europe or they're uh, either in places like uh, Florida or Los Angeles. So shout out to everyone and enjoy that needed vacation. This week we're going to be talking about Rick Ross, the boss. You know him. For such hits and such collaboration with Maybach Music. Well, this week he was talking about, you know, he has a new show on VH1 called The Sign. And uh, he had an interview with the, the Breakfast Club why um, he doesn't sign female rappers. And I'll tell you the answer that he gave, which was kind of shocking. Also, uh, remember uh, a couple, I think it was... Uh, Last year, I think, where a young lady had broken into uh, Drake's house. Well, apparently she did it again. Yeah, she did it again. She was caught trespassing. But this time the police came prepared. 
I'll tell you what they did. Also, Tiffany Haddish, who we all know as the breakout star for the for the movie Girl Talk, which is currently in theaters now. And I'm crossing my fingers, everyone, because I, I'm hopefully we'll get Tiffany on the show next month. So I'm crossing my fingers. Well, she's in the news this week, and she talked about how uh, she would do anything to work with some of her um Influences or her heroes One in particular Bill Cosby uh, The comment that, that she said about The uh, former comedian um, Put everybody Was taken aback but she had later Apologized saying that it was a joke I'll tell you what she said Also uh, this week Jerry Seinfeld is back in the news And don't you know he is According to Forbes list As the highest paid comedian For this year yeah, he knocked Kevin Hart out the box. Remember, Kevin Hart was number one last year. He knocked Kevin down six places. I'll tell you who made this year's list. And uh, Katy Perry is going to be hosting the 2017 MTV Video Music Awards this year. And you guys know about uh, Kid Rock. Uh, he's a... Uh, he has expressed his views, his political views. He's a, a conservative. He's a Republican. And now he's thinking about throwing his hat in the Senate. Well, apparently um, he made this announcement, and he's he's t- he's telling his fans or he's getting people to he, – he's launching, like, this nonprofit uh, voter registration. He's trying to get as much – People to vote for him, and I'm, I'll tell you how he's going about it. Well, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it! All right. Well, before I get started, you know, Amber Rose uh, was on a. She did an interview this week where she talked about how she. She considered herself one of the baddest and prettiest women that ever came out of the Philadelphia area. She made some disparaging comments saying that women from Philadelphia are not the most attractive. She said she was the, she's the only one, the only attractive one that came out from these Philly streets. And she got a lot of backlash because I know a lot of uh, beautiful women from Philadelphia. One of my icons, Phyllis Hyman, back in the day, was a Philly girl. Our girl Eve, she's from Philly. Uh, who else is also from Philadelphia? Uh, even Kevin Hart ex-wife, Tori Hart, has some comments to say that, you know, how how dare she make such a comment. And it goes back to a lot of people were saying that, you know, does Amber feel that because she's a light-skinned woman that it goes back to those same old um, kind of one-sided uh one-sided comments about if you're light-skinned, you're supposed to be the prettiest or the the best, and everybody else is is nothing. So she really got in trouble for saying that. I mean, there's some beautiful women in Philadelphia. Um, For her to say that, that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool at all, but I had to throw that in there. Um, You know, uh, I just wanted to talk about Rick Ross. Well, he made this huge mistake. Uh, he said that the reason why he apparently he had made this comment about discriminating against female artists because he believed he would need to have sex with them in order to sign on to his label. Uh, you know, Rick Ross is 41, and when he was asked about signing female rappers to his Maybach Music Group in a discussion about his new VH1 show, Sign, that was the reason that he gave, why he never added women to his roster. Now, Ross' real name is William Leonard Roberts II. Again, he came under fire in the past after a verse on his Rocco song, U-O-E-N-O, where he seemingly condemned date rape. Now, the line made Reeboks, 
dropped him as a representative. Uh, Ross had been arrested several times, including in 2008 on gun and marijuana charges and, and also in 2011 for possession of marijuana and most recently in 2015 along with his bodyguard for kidnapping and assault charges after being accused of forcing a groundkeeper into a shed and beating him with a gun. The rapper pleaded no contest in April and spent one week in jail and was ordered to pay a $10,000 fine. Now he claims he made a huge mistake when he said what he said about signing female rappers, and he's apologizing for the insensitive comments days later, knowing, noting that his entire business has been backed by two women, his mother and sister. And Rick Ross also has a daughter. So it makes you think why... A man, a father, who uh, has two, the two, the uh, the two women most important in his life, his mother and sister, that runs his business. Plus, he has a daughter. Why would he say a comment like that? Uh, he said that um, again. He's promoting this show on VH1 called Sign. Uh, where when he had when they had asked him at the Breakfast Club on one hundred five point one, some people laughed about it. Somebody nervously la- laughed about the comment that he made. But this is what Rick Ross uh, said. Uh, I quote: "My comment is not reflection of my beliefs on the issue. A mistake I regret. I hope to use my mistake, my platform, and the community to create positive discussion to implement change on a very important issue. Respect for the ones who stand up to say, hey, that isn't right. Now it's time to accept responsibility and all do better, unquote. Uh, Ross said that uh, he added that he plans to clarify his comments and through all his support. So, yeah, it's kind of messed up that he would make a comment because he thinks that as soon as he signs a female artist, he's going to immediately get in the bed with them. That's not cool. Uh, the woman, the trespassing Drake fan, apparently she just didn't get the memo. A woman attempted to enter the rapper's Hidden Hills, California mansion on Thursday for a second time this year by telling security she was on the list. The 24-year-old unnamed woman reportedly went off on cops when they arrived and spit at three deputies before being blasted in the face with pepper spray. This is according to TMZ. She was arrested for trespassing and assaulting a police officer. The same woman was previously arrested in April, wearing one of Drake's hoodies and having admitted to drinking Pepsi, Sprite, and Fiji water in the home. Drake was not at home for either incident. She was charged with felony burglary for entering the home and taking items from the home, even though it may have just been a few sodas. After her April arrest, Drake told authorities to drop the burglary charges against the woman, explaining that she may have mental issues. And Canadian pop star Justin Bieber, he clipped a 57-year-old paparazzi with a hulking pickup truck while leaving a Beverly Hill church service. Bieber knocked photographer Maurice Lamont to the ground at extremely low speed outside the Sabin Theater at Wiltshire Boulevard and North Hamilton Drive just before 9 p.m. local time. Uh, Police Lieutenant Scott Dolan, he told uh, some of the reporters um, that the video showed Bieber pulling his black F-150 out of a driveway and then striking the photographer in front of a paparazzi gaggle. Now, the remaining paparazzi gathered around the, the grimacing colleagues, snapping photos as someone said a prayer, and this is according to the footage from TMZ. The Despacito singer remained at the crash site and even asked the camera sliding gaggle to give the photographer some space. Bieber was later released. He was not cited for the crash. Police said that the photographer was taken to a hospital with minor injuries. He's expected to be okay. Lamont later shared a video with TMZ of himself on a hospital bed where he said it was just hours before his birthday. He called Bieber compassionate and a good kid, but said that the truck was too big for the singer and he was unable to see over the dashboard. Bieber's latest traffic myth had come as he pulled the plug on his global purple purpose tour. 
And Tiffany Haddish says that she would do anything to work with her heroes, even get drug, apparently. The Girl Trip star identified Bill Cosby as one of her comedic inspirations in an interview with the Los Angeles Times and described exactly how far she would go to work with a man currently on trial for sexual assault. She told the newspaper, quote, I still want to work with Bill Cosby. I don't care. I'll drink the juice. I'll take a nap. I don't give a damn. But seriously, I would love for him to play my grandfather in something, unquote. Cosby, who's 80 years old, faces a retrial in November on sexual assault charges after a jury was deadlocked in June. The Cosby Show started to accuse of assaulting Andrea Constant, an employee at the Cosby Alma Mater, Temple University in 2004. Constant claimed that Cosby drugged her and attacked her at her home in suburban Philadelphia. The comedian, however, claimed that the sex was consensual. Dozens of other women have also accused Cosby of sexual assaults over the year. Now, here's the latest. Tiffany said that she was just joking when she said she wanted to work with Bill Cosby. She said she told reporters yesterday on Thursday that she made the remark during a day of interviews and she was trying to be funny while reflecting fearless approach to her work. She said it was just a bad, uh, it was not the best joke. She said, I don't agree with what he did or anything. She told the Associated Press that she had done more than 20 interviews that day. And she said by the end of the day, the whole point of it was to say, I'm not afraid of the big bad wolf. Um, She said you have to be humorous because you're considered a comedian, right? So that's what she was trying to do, you know, to... Comedians are always making jokes about everything, and we all know that. And Haddish, you know, she appeared at the Television Critics Association summer meeting to discuss her role in uh, Tracy Morgan's new TBS comedy, The Last OG. OG, um, uh, 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 Tracy Morgan plays a man that just released from prison after 15 years, and Haddish plays his former girlfriend who has moved on. Now, the actress is on a high after receiving overwhelming accolades accolades for her performance in Girl Trip, but says her bank account don't show movie star yet. She said, quote, that's the part I'm waiting on. When when that happens, they say like nine months. It's like a baby. I'm waiting for the delivery, unquote. So, yeah, Tiffany just apologized. It was a joke. She didn't mean anything serious about it, but uh Hopefully, let's cross our fingers that we can get her on the show next month to talk about not only her new TBS comedy, but also she's getting ready to do a stand-up, live stand-up for Showtime next month. So I'm really excited about that. Mario Cantone just stepped into the moosh shoes. Now, what am I talking about? Well, the sex and the singer, Sex in the City, the Sex in the City star took on the role of it of Anthony uh, Scaramucci on Thursday night episode of Comedy Central, The President Show, where he mocked both Scaramucci and President Trump flip or flop stunts on gun control, pro-choice, and Democrats. Now, Atamanik, Anthony Atamanik, who plays Donald Trump on the show, he called Scaramucci, nicknamed the Mooch. It's the latest addition to the staff who he will eventually betray. Now, Cantone's impression was laden with profanity. Cantone uh, Scaramucci declared that he was going to fire so many people in the role and said he would get to the bottom of the leak in the White House. He also shouted Reese several times, uh, referring to the White House Chief of Staff, Reese Priebus, who he previously laid into during an explicit laden phone call with a writer for The New Yorker. Now, in in Cantone's impression, he didn't shy away from the last line. Instead, he just flat out repeat the ridiculousness of it. Now, after Sean Spicer's departure, Cantone had told Variety that he was ready and willing to play Scaramucci on Saturday Night Live. Spicer, who was played by Melissa McCarthy, you know, is you know Spicer had left, so no more Melissa McCarthy, unfortunately. SNL is currently on hiatus for the summer, so Cantone has to settle for the late night Comedy Central series instead. And you gotta, uh, you you gotta check this this skit, uh, and you have to watch this show. I think now I'm a I I know Alec Baldwin does a great impression of Donald Trump, but this Anthony Atamic, 
And Tamnick, he is the best so far. He got he. I mean, he must have really studied Donald Trump like a book. I mean, it's obvious from his posture, the way he stands, uh, his hand movements, the facial expressions. You gotta check this guy out if you haven't seen it. Is he is he does the impression of Donald Trump to a T. Much better than I'm sorry to say Alec Baldwin. But uh you you gotta check this guy out. Um, welcome to New York morning shows. Jennifer Anderson and Reese Witherspoon have teamed up for a series about morning shows in the New York media scene. This is according to a Hollywood reporter. The hour-long drama series hasn't been picked up yet, but is reportedly being uh, shopped to premium cable networks and streaming services. House of Card writer Jay uh, Carson is attached to pen the script, and former head of HBO drama Michael Ellenberg will helm the project. Anderson hasn't been on TV regularly since the 2004 finale of Friends, the iconic sitcom on which Witherspoon guest starred as Rachel Younger's sister. Witherspoon, on the other hand, was just nominated for an Emmy for her role on the HBO hit Big Little Lies. And President Trump is coming to showtime, kind of. Stephen Colbert will produce an hour-long animated series about the president. The fresh, cutting-edge comedy will present the truish adventures of Trump confidence, family, top associates, heads of government, golf pros, and anyone else staying into his orbit. They said that it's supposed to be like a workplace comedy where the office happens to be oval. The untitled series based on the recruiting characters on The Late Show has already been picked up for 10 episodes. Colbert, who has become one of the most popular late-night show hosts because of his attack on Trump, earned six Emmy nominations this year and will host the event in September. During the George W. Bush administration, Comedy Central aired a similar animated show called Little Bush, which took place during George H.W. Bush presidency and followed the younger Bush and his friends, his real-life staff, at Beltway elementary school <laughs> wow right now we have here uh 22 minutes after the hour if you're just tuning in you're listening to the friday edition of that's entertainment i'm your host tammy jones gives where every week i bring you the latest in entertainment news and celebrity news every now and then uh we do a friday show uh we usually broadcast live Every Wednesday afternoon between 1 to 2 p.m. During the summer months, I do a 2 p.m. show, and then we go back to the 1 p.m. slot in September. But thank you for joining me here on this Friday afternoon. And, uh, again, if you have a comment to make about any of the stories that I mentioned on the show, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. Press the number 1. Again, the number is 347-637-2656. And press number one. And Jerry Seinfeld is driving his comedians and coffee-filled cars all the way to the bank. The 63-year-old star snagged the coveted first place on Forbes' list of highest-paid comedians this year with $69 million, knocking last year number one Kevin Hart down several notches to number six. Seinfeld syndication checks aside, the comedian has Netflix the thanks for a good portion of his sizable chunk of change. Seinfeld signed a contract in January with the streaming service for two stand-up specials and also made it to the new home for his popular web show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Chris Rock, Louis C.K., and Dave Chappelle all also have some help from Netflix, securing their spots on the list. The second place, Rock, ranked in $57 million this year after signing a two-special contract with the streaming service worth $20 million per special. He also made a notable comedy comeback this year with his total blackout tour. And CK, meanwhile, came in third with $52 million. His two deals special with Netflix make up half of the fortune, though his cushion Though he uh, cushioned his earnings with various behind-the-scenes roles on FS Baskets and Better Things. And rounding out the top five is Dave Chappelle, whose three-special deal with Netflix helped him score $47 million this year, and Amy Schumer, who earned $37.5 million. Schumer is the only woman to ever make the four highest-paid comedian list. She released a Netflix special this year called Amy Schumer, The Leather Special. Kevin Hart, meanwhile, was last year's top earner with $87.5 
$1.5 million, but this year his $32.5 million earned him sixth place after he opted to turn his focus away from comedy into acting. The comedian earnings were counted between June 2016 and 2017. Forza, it evaluates touring numbers and performed independent research on outside TV and movie projects, business ventures, and endorsement deals to put together the list. Again, right now we have uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up, uh, I'm going to be talking about um, Katy Perry. She is going to be the host of the 2017 MTV Video Music Awards on Sunday, August 27th. And Jon Stewart is making a comeback. The former Daily Show host is going to be headlining two HBO comedy specials. I'll tell you more about that. And uh, Senator Kid Rock, is there a possibility that this country singer is going to get a vote? Well, I'll tell you how he's going about it. And um, Twilight star Robert Patterson, he revealed something in his past that caused him to get kicked out of school. And uh, Kylie Jenner, uh, apparently, I don't understand what's with these Jenner girls. They're constantly, every other week, they're being sued for something. Uh, Apparently, uh, allegedly, they keep copycatting other people's stuff. Well, here's the latest. Kylie Jenner is being sued for copyright infringement, and I'll tell you more about the, the lawsuit. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Tell yourself 
Right now we have 30 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Camilla Cabello in Crying in the Club. Before I went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Katy Perry. She's getting ready to be uh, waking up in Inglewood. The Waking Up in Vegas singer will host the 2017 MTV Video Music Awards on Sunday, August 27th at the Forum in Inglewood, California. Perry broke the news by sharing a video on her Twitter feed of her appearing to fly in space as a metallic purple astronaut suit. Now, Perry, who has five VMAs of her own, will also perform at the event. This will also make her the second woman in a row to host the ceremony. In 2016, the VMAs were held at Madison Square Garden with no host, but Miley Cyrus hosted the 2015 event. Previous hosts include Kevin Hart, Chelsea Handler, Russell Brand, Jack Black, Sean Diddy Combs, and Chris Rock on multiple occasions. For the first time, the VMA introduced a category for Best Fight Against the System, which was introduced earlier this year at the MTV Movie and TV Awards in May. The ceremony has also removed separate gender-specific categories and instead made a Best New Artist Award. Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd led the nomination, which were announced on Tuesday. And Showtime says that Oscar-winning filmmakers Ben Affleck and Matt Damien are, are getting ready to re-team off-screen for a new one-hour drama pilot. The, the prospective new series, City on a Hill, is based on an idea by Affleck and Damien and focused on Boston in the early 1990s. The city was then rife, rife with the violent criminals embodied by local law enforcement agencies where corruption and racism was the norm. Then it all suddenly changed. The series is a fictional account of what was called the Boston Miracle. No cast members were announced by Showtime. Affleck and Damien will be among the project executive producers. They share a Best Screenplay Oscar for their 1998 breakout film, Good Will Hunting, in which they also co-starred. And fresh off the blockbuster success of Wonder Woman, director Patty Jenkins and actor Chris Pine will join forces once again, this time on the small screen. The pair will reunite for a six-episode limited series on TNT based on the twisted true story of Fona Hodel titled One Day She'll Darken. Jenkins is set to direct the pilot and possibly additional episodes, while Pine will star in all six. The series is based on Hodel's autobiography of the same name, which tells the story of her journey to track down her real family after she was given away at birth. Hodel's eventually discovered that her biological grandfather is Dr. George Hodel, a Hollywood physician who gained notoriety in the 40s for being a suspect in the Black Dahlia murder of Elizabeth Short. Pine will play Jay Singletary, Singletary, an ex-Marine whose reputation as a reporter is marred after he writes a story about Hodel. The story was written by Jenkins' husband, author Sam Sheridan, Sheridan and uh, Jenkins and Pine. That last joint effort was a success of superhero proportions. Wonder Woman ranked in more than $781 million worldwide and recently snagged a sequel, though Jenkins has yet to officially announce her return to the franchise. Time plays Steve Trevor, the companion and love entrance to Gal Gadot's Diana. And Jon Stewart is coming back. The former Daily Show host will headline two HBO comedy specials. The special marks Stewart's first stand-up since Jon Stewart, Unleaving, which aired on HBO in 1996. The comedian will also host the Night of Too Many Stars, a all-star benefit at Madison Square Garden on November 18th. The event featuring stand-up performances, sketches, and short film benefits. The Next for Autism, a nonprofit organization that designs, launches, and supports innovative programs for people on the autism, art, autism spectrum. And while Senator Kid Rock is still, there's still a possibility the country singer is trying to get out the vote. The Michigan native who teased a Senate run earlier in the month announced Wednesday night that he's launching a 501 like 5014 nonprofit organization to promote voters registration the singer whose real name is Robert Ritchie announced a possible political run several weeks ago his campaign website kidrockforsenate.com provided little information but he did post a message in a rotary of party slogans 
Now, merchandise is already available, however, including campaign shirt, yard signs, hats, and stickers. Rock said that the proceeds from the sale will go towards the register to vote effort. If the singer does go ahead with his campaign, he'll be running against Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat running for re-election after taking the seat in 2000. You know, I have a bone to pick with uh, Kid Rock. I remember when, after the election was over and Donald Trump run, he had wore a T-shirt of, apparently it was an outline of the United States map of all the states that voted for Trump and all the states that had voted for Hillary Clinton. And on the shirt, now this was a shirt that Kid Rock wore, all all the red states that voted for Trump, majority of red states, including um, Pennsylvania, who is a, um, you know, they can go either way, or Virginia or North Carolina, he put that they were praising those states, but all the states, normally blue states, like New York and California and Oregon and Washington State, Rhode Island, Vermont, Maine, they all went with Hillary. And he said some kind of remark to the fact like uh, the hell with those states because they voted for Hillary, but praising the other states that went for Trump. It was a little, I don't know, maybe a little offensive, but, you know, Kid Rock is this, uh, he's this hardcore conservative uh, Republican who, um, you know, he wants to run for Senate. He uh, just recently in April, he and his family went to the White House and took like a photo op of him and his family with Donald Trump in the Oval Office. Well, good luck. I, I mean, isn't Detroit mostly uh, a Democratic district, if I'm not mistaken? So I don't know. He might not win, but I'm just saying it can go either way. You never know. But um, yeah, he's trying to be run for senator for his uh, his district. A jury on Wednesday found that Michael Jackson's estate, own which owes uh, Quincy Jones nine point four million in royalties and production fees from Billie Jean, Thriller, and more of the superstar biggest hits. The award from a Los Angeles Superior Court jury fell short of the $30 million the legendary producer sought in the lawsuit filed nearly four years ago. The Jackson estate had put the figures at about 392000 The jury of ten men and two men and ten women have been deliberating since Monday. Now, if you don't know the story, Quincy Jones, for the longest, was trying to get uh his royalties from all the hits that he had produced from Michael for such uh, albums like Thriller and Off the Wall and, and songs that he written and his that he just wasn't getting paid, so he sued the estate for these uh, for these uh, royalties. Now, Quincy Jones claimed in the lawsuit that Jackson Estate and Sony Music Entertainment owned owed him for music that he had produced that was used in the concert film This Is It and two Circus Soleil shows that used Jackson songs. The lawsuit said that the entire the entities had improperly re-edited the songs to deprive Jones of royalties and production fee and that he had a contractual right to take first crack at any re-edit or remix. The Jackson camp held that Jones should only be paid licensing fees for songs used in those three productions. Jones claimed he was entitled to a share of the overall receipts from them. The estate had no immediate comment on the verdict. The trial centered on the definition of terms in the two contracts Jackson and Jones signed in 1978 and 1985. The lawsuit initially set the amount Jones sought at at least $10 million, but his attorney later arrived at $30 million after an accountant of the estate profits from the works. So, again, Quincy Jones had worked on Michael Jackson's three albums, which was widely successful, Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. And and what spun the hits that spun off those three albums, Billie Jean, Thriller, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, are among the songs that Jones claimed were re-edited. 
So he felt that he should get paid for for this. And I, the one of the attorneys said, "Oh well, you you really suing Michael Jackson?" And he said, "No, I'm not. I'm suing you guys. I'm not suing Michael. I'm suing you." So, you know, once again, the rich get richer. Quincy Jones is getting paid. Warner Brother Rec. I'm sorry, Warner Brother Pictures. They just set a release date. For Wonder Woman 2 We were just talking about Chris Pine And the director Well the studio announced early Tuesday evening July 25th that the follow up to this year's Box office hit movie Would open in theaters across the nation On December 13, 2019 Now Gal Gadot Has been confirmed to reprise her role As the DC heroine in the Wonder Woman sequel Which will also be screened In IMAX While the return of director Patty Jenkins Has yet to be fully confirmed by the studio. Gadot can now be seen as Diana Prince in Justice League, which is due out November 17. She will fight the bad guys in the upcoming superhero team-up movie alongside Ben Affleck, who plays Batman, Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, Isra Miller, who plays The Flash, and Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg. Right now we have here... uh, 16 minutes uh, remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last main stories of the day. So don't you go uh, anywhere.
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 13 minutes left remaining in the show. That's the latest from Bruno Mars. Congratulations for his nominee. On uh, Make sure you check him out on the uh, 2017 MTV Video Music Awards for that song. One of his nominees is for that song, That's What I Like. Love that song. So congratulations go out to Bruno Mars again. Uh Right now we, uh, again, have 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And, again, if you're just tuning in and listening for the first time, welcome. That's Entertainment has been here on BTR for about seven years now. So I'd like to thank everybody who's been there from the very beginning for your support. And thank you for tuning in and listening. And, again, if you can't listen every week, I understand. But if you want to try to catch the show and listen to the show later, you can always check out the archives right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can also download the show and listen to the show for free on iTunes. And check us out on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website of over... 80,000 plus and maybe maybe 100,000 by now of radio shows and podcasts and just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search box and you get to listen to the show from there as well and also like us on Facebook. Uh, we have I also posted the show on Facebook on the Facebook page and also post uh, entertainment stories uh, some that I get ready to share with you on the show and some stories that I didn't get around to. So again follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Twilight star Robert Patterson revealed a naked truth from his past. He was kicked out of school for stealing and selling porno magazines. The actor 31 would swipe the adult magazine from a local store and distribute them to his classmate at an English pub, uh, private school for about $30 each. Now, this is what he said on the Howard Stern show. Now, he did not disclose what grade he was in at the time, but described the high-end school as very strict. The jig was up after an employee at the store he was robbing caught him with a backpack filled with these X-rated publications. The employee turned him into into his school, which quickly led for him to be expelled. The actor is best known for his role in Twilight movies, and he also told Howard Stern during the wide-ranging interview that he and model FKA Twigs are still kind of engaged two years after he proposed without going into much more detail. Patterson and Twigs have kept their relationship notoriously private. The actor's previous romance with Twilight co-star Kristen Stewart was the source of considerable media attention. And Woody Allen, uh, Warner Brother Will, uh, I'm sorry, Wonder Will, will close out the 2017 New York Film Festival. Sources say that the film, which starred Kate Winslet, Juno Temple, Justin Timberlake, and James Belushi, has been selected by the Fest, which is often seen as a springboard for award season play. Last year, Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea screened during the event, which opened with Ava DuVernay's documentary, 13th. Winslet, who is working with Allen for the first time, is said to give an award-friendly performance in Wonder Will. As with all Allen film, not much is known about the plot of Wonder Will, but it is described as a period drama set in New York in the 1950s. In addition to directing the pick, Allen also wrote the screenplay. Allen's most recent film, Cafe Society, premiered at the 2016 Cannes Film Festival, but the New York Film Festival is home turf for the native New Yorker who shot Wonder Will in the city. Wonder Will 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 be released in all theaters by Amazon Studios and an unnamed distribution partner on December 1st, a plum date for Oscars consideration. And actor uh, Dylan Dylan O'Brien, he has returned to the spotlight nearly five months after suffering a horrific onset injury. You know, he's also the star of the 
the uh, hit movie The Maze Runner. Well, he posed for a photo with a fan during a recent trip to Jamba Juice in Sherman Oaks, California, marking his first public sighting since he was hit by a car in March while filming for the next Maze Runner movie. The 24-year-old Brian sported a massive new beer and a cheery grin in the photo, which was uploaded to Twitter earlier this week. Few updates have been released regarding O'Brien's health since the scary incident that left him hospitalized on March 18. O'Brien suffered a series of injuries, including a concussion, a facial fracture, after he was yanked off a moving car and hit by another vehicle while shooting an action sequence. Production for Maze Runner, the death cure, was originally delayed for two months, but it was eventually suspended indefinitely to give O'Brien more time to heal. It's unclear when filming will resume, but the movie release date has already been pushed back from February 2017 to January 2018. And uh, he's Diane, Dylan O'Brien is also from New York as well. He's from the, I think, the West Side, the Upper West Side, I believe. But I know he's he's a New Yorker, that's for sure. But yeah, he really uh, he really took a hit. Uh, it was really serious. But um, he, he he did an outstanding performance in both Maze Runner movies, and this is the third installment. So I'm excited to see uh, what he did, what what this movie is going to be about. Kylie Jenner. Now, what can I say about Kylie Jenner? She she is. I think it's for her. It's it's. She likes to. She sees. She gets, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Everybody who are into fashion and designing and maybe creating your own business, sometimes you get your inspirations for other people. Uh, as you know, when it comes to fashion, nothing new is under the sun. And, you know, one designer might design something, and then another designer comes in and designs something somewhat similar but not identical or there will be a lawsuit. Well, in case in point with Kylie Jenner, her lip art smack of uh she she has this lip art and it's in the right is smacked into a copyright infringement. Uh the artist who the original artist uh claim uh is suing Kylie uh for this artwork that looks similar to her art. The artist's name is Sarah Pope, and she's suing the reality star along with E! Entertainment and NBC Universal, saying that they only copied her 2015 work, Temptation Neon, without permission in promotion material for Jenner's new reality TV series, Life of Kali. Pope said her original work in the alleged copycat image was nearly identical, with highly glossed lip and a lip bite, pose, it, the pose ring with a neon two and uh, dripping wet. In her lawsuit filed Tuesday in the U.S. District Court in Los Angeles, Pope claimed that Jenner has a history of stealing from artists. She points to a recent lawsuit that accused Jenner and her supermodel sister Kendall Jenner of using unlicensed photo of Notorious B.I.G., Tupac Shakur, and other music icons for T-shirts that also feature the sisters' faces. The fashion fiasco ended with the famous sibling taking their shirt off the market. The lawsuits seek real and punitive damages, and a source mentioned that the Life of Kylie promotion materials were independently created by a third-party agency and that Jenner had no part in the process. Joey Lawrence said he and his co-star Mayum um, Bialik are down for a Blossom reboot when the time is right. While there hasn't been any speculation about a revival of the mid-'90s sitcom in which Lawrence and Bialik play sibling, but reboots are Hollywood's hottest commodity right now. Now, scheduling, however, could be a problem. Bialik stars in the long-running Big Bang Theory, which has already been renewed for at least two more seasons. Blossom co-star Ted Voss, who plays Nick Russo, hasn't acted since then, but has gone on to direct dozens of TV shows, including Spin City, Less Than Perfect, and several episodes of Melissa, Melissa and Joey, which starred Lawrence. Jenna Von Oy has been less busy, most recently lending her voice to Dr. Doolittle 3 and Family Guy. She also had a role in the 2012 movie Luke Warm, starring John Snyder and Nicole Gale Anderson. In 2007, Von Oy released a country music album called Breathing Room. So, 
yeah, they're they're down for doing a Blossom reboot, and that's now that's be- becoming the thing now. All these ninety shows are starting to reboot. There's also even talk of one of, another one of my favorite ninety shows, Living Single with Queen Latifah and Kim Fields. They're thinking about doing a reboot of that show, but that's all hearsay now. Nielsen will finally measure the habits of non-traditional TV viewers by including YouTube TV and Hulu Live viewing into their rating model. The inclusion of web-based services, which Nielsen announced today, comes just a few months after YouTube and Hulu launched their live TV services and just a couple of months before the fall television season began. With the new digital and TV rating, Model Nielsen will now count streamers who watch TV via Hula and YouTube, in addition to traditional live DVR and on-demand viewing. Shows watched live or played within a week of airing on these platforms will count towards a show rating, and viewers won't have to watch on a TV either. Computer, tablet, and smartphones will now be included. Nielsen has been struggling to catch up with the increasingly varied uh, ways viewers are watching television content. Many viewers have cut the cord, ditched their cable packages, and are relying on devices like their smartphone, iPad, and Apple TV to stream their content from any number of network apps and streaming sites like Hulu. Nielsen is the largest and best-known measurement for television ratings and viewership. Their industry model defines how much network can charge in advertising dollars. Higher-rated shows mean higher ad costs. The inclusion of streaming in this model will give networks a wider understanding of who is watching their shows. YouTube TV costs $35 per month, while Hulu Live version costs about $40. Both service offers over 50 channels, including network and basic cable channels like ABC, CBS, NBC, USA, TNT, and Disney Channel. And don't think there will reveal Netflix ratings. However, the streaming giant will remain mum on how many viewers their original program reach. And Leonardo DiCaprio is going to space. The Academy Award-winning actor is developing a scripted drama for National Geographic based on Tom Wolfe's 1979 The Right Stuff about Project Mercury and the Space Rage. In 1983, Wolf's book was made into a movie starring Sam Shepard, Scott Glenn, Ed Harris, Dennis Quaid, Fred Ward, Barbara Hershey, Kim Stanley, LaVon Helm, Veronica Cartwright, Pamela Reed, and Lance Harrickson. National Geographic series, which they hope will last multiple seasons, will be written by Will Staples from Shooters. The network also announced several other projects, including a documentary about Princess Diana and an hour-long special with James Cameron marking the 20th anniversary of Titanic. And uh, the MTV, again, Video Music Awards, have just announced their next batch of potential Moon Men owners. The award show, best known for Sparking Kanye West and Taylor Swift 2009 feud and spotlighting Miley Cyrus and Robert Zick twerk routine in 2013 revealed the nomination for the 34th annual ceremony on Tuesday on Instagram. Leading the pack with eight nominations is hip-hop star Kendrick Lamar, who scored Nas in coveted categories like Artist of the Year and Video of the Year for Humble. Canadian Crudier and The Weeknd came in a distant second with five nominations. He, too, will manage the NAB nomination in the Artist of the Year and Video of the Year categories. And other notable artists up for the Moon Man Trophy include Bono Mars, Katy Perry, and DJ Khaled. And Khaled was quick to celebrate his four nominations on Twitter with his signature enthusiasm, writing, quote, Wow, thank you, God is the greatest. Uh, the MTV ceremony will be televised live from the Forum in Inglewood, California. Fans will cast their vote for their favorite artists. And, uh, again, you can also go to MTV.com to check out your local listings when it will be coming on. And don't forget to vote for your favorite artists. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.